Your reality is spiritual. His truth is His truth. And if we can align with God's reality, we will finally be living by reality. Father, we ask that uh, your spirit would fill these words. We ask that you would breathe life into what you want our hearts to receive. We ask that you would be making us into a people that are a people of rest. Because we, we declare, even now as I pray, I declare over this people that we are a free people. Jesus, you made us free. And in that, we get rest. That's part of our freedom, and we want to receive all of it. We want to know um, how you want to bless us and make us a powerful people because we rest. And you teach us how in the name of Jesus. Amen. <laughs> so, um, as most of you know, we're, we're kind of right in the middle, I think the middle, maybe the middle, of a, of a series on rest. Um, and I'm teaching this for myself. <laughs> if you get something from it, I'm totally happy for you. <laughs> but the, the Lord revealed to me that I needed to learn something about <laughs> rest. And uh, in fact, this week, I, the love of this body has been blessing me so much. There are people who know me well enough and are in tune enough to me that like last week when, when I taught, apparently I'm exuding signs. I'm up here teaching unrest and I'm not really in it. And so I had a brother who cares in this body, who cares a lot for me, say, can we have lunch? And, you know, I'm kind of, there's been so many things going on, I'm kind of bracing myself, like, okay, what's this lunch meeting going to be? You never know, and I get there, and he just wants to check on me because he could tell I wasn't really resting while I teach about rest. And then this morning, I'm being prayed for before the service, and what are they praying for me? That, that I would have the rest as I teach about rest. I'm going, yeah, I'm pretty obvious, huh? <laughs> I have a lot to learn, and um, the Lord's doing it, though. Are you all being blessed this month, this past few weeks? Are you learning stuff you didn't know about rest? Um, good. So, so am I, I have to tell you. Um, conviction every week as I... As I prepare and go to the next step, he's surprising me every week. Um, is he surprising you? Like I, you would think most of the time I kind of have a sense of where I'm going, but I have to tell you as I'm doing this, it has been a time of sitting with him. Like, wow, where are we going next? And then what he shows me is surprising me. Um, well, I want to tell you what we're going to do this morning. So like last week, we kind of did some practical things. We talked about the crossing, right? We're going to hit that again, but I want to tell you what's on my heart this morning is we're going to stop for a minute and we're going to get um, kind of a, a sky view again of rest, and we're going to look at some different aspects of the big view. Like we have a professional drone pilot in here. This is going to be like the drone view of this, and it's, if, if you're anything like me, it's loaded with gold. It's loaded with insight. Okay, I am going to start, as I've done almost every week, with the two scriptures that are our basis for this and see what the Lord wants to do with that. I should also tell you, this morning he had me lop off the whole second half. And I don't know why. I don't know if you're about to get some Holy Spirit long-windedness or, or maybe he's setting aside a time for ministry. I really don't know yet. Um, but um, this is like the first half, and there must be so much gold here that it's worth slowing down. Um, 
So open up with me to Hebrews 4 and verse 6. We're just going to do this again. Here in verse 6, Since therefore it remains that some must enter it, speaking of rest, and those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. Again, he designates a certain day, saying in David, Today, after such a long time, as it has been said, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Now, I'm going to keep reading, but just let me remind you, we're talking about rest right now. So what do we not harden our hearts to? His voice that is offering us his rest, the rest of God. Okay, and um, let me toss in there again, you know, the, what's the penalty for not observing Sabbath? Death. <laughs> Death. <laughs> That's it. I'm glad you said it that way because it really is that dark. And it's not that um, death really is that dark. <laughs> and, and listen, it's not that he wants you to die, quite the opposite. He's so crazy delighted with you so focused and centered on loving you that that you are inviting the things of death when you don't enter his ways you're a free people remember slaves don't get rest free people get rest and jesus paid a really high price to make you free now one of the things we're going to look at the result the reason rest is so important to him before we're finished this morning I'll leave that as a cliffhanger. Do you feel the suspense? <laughs> I'll just read on here. Oh, and I, I want to point out, it. so we are moving from one level of rest to another level of rest all of our life. Do you know that? We see that in the biblical story. Now, in between each level of rest is often great turmoil. That's last week's message, right? A crossing. They they. Cross the, um, they cross the Red Sea to another level of rest. They cross the desert. They cross the Jordan. There's, there's crossing and crossing. Every crossing leads to a deeper level of rest. And the big final one, that should, I'm final, the, the, the physical picture of a final one that's coming, so the final physical picture is crossing the Jordan. And what's the great rest that the Bible talks about is the establishment in the promised land, Right? When you enter my rest. When you read those words, it's usually talking about promised land rest. You know, he has that for you. Yes, the great one is coming when the Lord returns and, and every last evil is wiped away. But even today, this scripture says, if, if you hear that voice today, don't harden your hearts, right? Okay. Y'all are very quiet. <laughs> Verse 8, for if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. You see, he's speaking of the day of Christ. That's your day. So did they enter a rest when they entered the promised land? Well, I mean, they did, right? Deeper and deeper levels of rest, but there's a greater rest, and that greater rest is yours. Okay, verse 9. There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. Okay? Verse 11. Let us therefore be diligent, and this is really the whole reason I'm reading this one. Let us be diligent 
to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. Speaking of the example of, of those who were going across the wilderness, they failed to go in. Now here we're, we're being exhorted as the chosen people of God. Be diligent to enter. How do you be diligent? As this series goes on, I am actually going to start doing how-tos that I believe there, there, are, there is such a thing as how-tos. He doesn't mean it to be all encrypted and, and um, um, there are how-tos. Today we're going to look at, we're going to really ground in the why, okay? But notice here that there's an active role on your part. And you know, the more unrest you're in, the more active your role would be to continue through that crossing to be diligent to enter in. Does that make sense just on its face? The, the more you're going through, the more, the more diligence required to enter in. But I'm going to show you why. You know, diligence, doesn't it require knowing why? Doesn't it require a great deep inner hunger? A great thirst to want to enter in, to understand, to, to just be... Um, to be reaching out for what God promises and says, I give you at the end of this crossing. Okay, go to Deuteronomy chapter 12. And this, this is also one that we've been doing. I'm going to pull some things out of this this time, though, that I don't think we've deeply looked at. Um, verse 8 says, You shall not... Um, you shall, you shall not at all do as we are doing here today, every man doing whatever is right in his own eyes. You remember what keeps him out of rest? Disobedience. Little little thing of that. But remember, we've talked about disobedience is, is practically synonymous with faithlessness. Do you know in the Word of God? We often think about disobedience as like the overt sins. When you're in sins of greed, sins of lust, or, and please, let's not minimize that. That will also keep you from rest. That's not God's ways. But disobedience in the Word of God is synonymous with faithlessness. Why did they have such a hard time crossing that desert and getting it in, into the promised land? They had a lack of faith in what he was trying to give them. It wasn't just horrible sins of, of um, lust and being mean to envy and greed and all the things that can happen. I'm sure that was manifesting in a, in a somewhat faithless environment. But it was, what was it? It was lack of faith in his love for them. Do you know that's our starting place? If you're not certain that he's delighted in you, that he is your maker who's designed you exactly the way you are because he's delighted in you, that kind of love is the fuel for the faith that keeps us from the disobedience, that keeps us from entry, okay? Verse 9, for as yet you have not come to the rest and the inheritance, we're going to teach on that coming up, which the Lord your God is giving you. But now listen, when, but when you cross over the Jordan, and dwell in the land which the Lord your God is giving you to inherit, and he gives you rest from all your enemies round about so that you dwell in safety. Now I have to stop because I'm going to show you um, an epic pattern. You, you see me do this all the time. I, I believe that if there's something that is just core to God's nature, that is something for you to have, as sons and daughters of God, then you should always be able to find the epic pattern. 
It's not just going to be one verse. So this is the first time this morning I'm going to show you this, these words that say, what, what is in this place of rest? He gives you rest from all your enemies round about. Does anybody need that? Okay. At this point, I just want you to strongly notice that, that the pattern that he begins to lay out is he does mean for you to have rest from your enemies. Notice that there are enemies round about, but they have rest from all of them round about. Are you catching? Okay, so we're going to begin to focus on entry into this place of rest. I'm about to show you why in like the next line. The why is the big part, but first you got to get it's rest from enemies. He does mean for you to have it. Well, I'm dealing with so many things, this church, and I'm watching you, beautiful brothers and sisters of each other, caring for each other in so many deep things that are disturbing um, the the fruitfulness and the increase of the people of God. Well, it's just a crossing. We're not, our, our faith is not shaken, but I'm watching you help each other get through these, these things of, of the enemy. Are you tracking? Do y'all know you're doing that? I hope you know you're doing that because I'm watching and I'm like, what a beautiful family, what a beautiful church, the way you guys care for each other. Okay, but here's why we're reading this. So enemies round about so that you dwell in safety. Now listen, then there will be the place where the Lord your God chooses to make his name abide. Now I'm going to show you something. It's easy to read over that quickly. And I'll show you there's prerequisites, <laughs> if you will. There is an order to the ways of God. And it's very important to notice here that what is it? They get through a crossing. In this case, it's crossing the River Jordan, right? They get through a crossing, this hard thing. And then they, so, so now they've entered. And then what? Then they get rest. We're going to talk about this, but they get rest from their enemies round about. And then I want you to focus on the word then. That's a transition. That's an order word. And it says, then there will be the place where the Lord your God chooses to make his name abide. Are you catching it? Now let me tell you about um, name abiding. First of all, do you notice he chooses? He chooses the place. And what did that just tell us? What place does he choose? A place of rest. The name of the Lord, I was amazed at once again, the Lord does it just for me, I'm sure, just to bolster my faith. I was amazed at the songs that our spirit-filled worship team chooses each morning as I preach. We sang all about the name of the Lord. Now, I'm going to tell you, the place where he chooses to put his name, his name, they would have understood, and we have to stretch a little to get it. Um, we still think this way a little bit sometimes, but the name is everything that is the essence, the character, the nature of that person. In this case, the person God, Jesus, Yeshua, okay? Everything in the name. And it is also, they would have understood this, it is also the authority in that name. The authority for what? The authority to establish, manifest um, the essence, the nature of everything that's in that name. Does that make sense? It's the authority. It's like the seal, the signet that says the authority of the name is available for the manifest of everything that that name represents. And what does this say? The, the place, this is the why. The place that the Lord chooses 
to make his name abide. I love that the word abide is used in this passage because that's where we're going. This is the place. Where can his name abide? Well, the starting place has to be that his name abides in a place of rest. After the enemies round about, after this authority has been exerted, the enemies are still there. I'm going to show you the pattern in more scriptures. The enemies are still there, but they've been subdued. Are you getting it? They've been, they've been subdued in a way that releases the name and the plans of God in this place of rest. I'm really making your brain smoke, I can tell. <laughs> I'm getting some perplexed looks. So um, go with me. Let me see if I should read any more here. Yeah, actually, let's keep reading. And then I'm going to show you this pattern. It goes on, There you shall bring all that I command you, your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, the heave offerings of your hand, and all your choice offerings which you vow to the Lord. And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God you and your sons and your daughters. Now listen, we could do a whole teaching on those different types of offerings, and maybe we will sometime, but those are all representative of aspects of offerings that, that he is delighted when you bring, and he blesses that. Um, but we'll, we're going to keep going. Um, verse 12, And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God, you and your sons and your daughters, your male and female servants, even the servants, Right? We, ex- we participate in, we bring forth those things that are true of the nature of God. And that's where we're leading, okay? And the Levite who is within your gates, since he has no portion nor inheritance with you. Now listen, there's a take heed here. Verse 13, take heed to yourself that you do not offer your burnt offerings in every place that you see, but in the place which the Lord chooses. In one of your tribes, these you shall offer, there you shall offer your burnt offerings, and there you shall do all that I command you. In the context of this scripture, where is there? In the place of rest. That's it. I hear you all saying it. The there in the place that he chooses. First of all, he chooses to put his name in the place of rest where there's rest, and it is there where we offer our sacrifices. Are you tracking? What is, the, what is the brilliance of this? God's brilliance, not mine. The brilliance here is that, um, do you know that the place of striving is the place of the flesh? Do you know we try, we spend our lives striving and, and trying to, um, to have our longings met and trying to be significant, trying to be a person of accomplishment and fruit and increase to do anything that means anything and we strive and labor in the midst of our, of our woundedness and our brokenness and as smashed, broken people, we, we try and we labor and we strive. Rest and we read it this morning already, I flew right over it, is the ceasing of our works and the elevation of his work so that what do we take heed? Do you know that you can spend your days offering your offering from the place of brokenness, from the place where you're trying to accomplish on your own? Are you tracking with me? It's the ceasing of our works. It's that place of rest where we rest in knowing that I'm loved knowing that he delights in me, knowing he has powerful plans. That's a place of rest 
where we must bring our faith, but, but certainly a place of rest, and that is the place where he chooses to put his name. What's that mean? He chooses to put the essence of who he is with the authority to do it, the authority to accomplish, even with enemies round about. But we have rest from them. You got it? Okay. We do a lot of burning rubber. You know that? Even the spiritual disciplines, do you know that? Do you know that it is way easier to take spiritual dis good, good, holy ones, command ones that God has provided for us to grow into an intimacy of rest with him and we can take the very same blessed disciplines and turn it into a striving of our own work. <laughs> that was the definition of the first half of my life. <laughs> before I started to understand I'm free he delights in me he's not looking for a performance do you know as soon as you start to realize he's not looking for a performance you're starting to be free <laughs> he, just, he just delights in you that's it you can't change his delight in you with hard work with any spiritual discipline enough hours of prayer <laughs> those are great things to grow in the intimacy of rest if they are disciplines of rest. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> I've started to realize whenever I really start to feel tired, I'm starting to notice that it is actually my failure to be dil diligent. I'm just learning this in the last few weeks, so don't feel like I'm way ahead of you. It's a failure of my diligence to fall into the hands of an unconditional love. That'll wear you down in no time. Do you know it? Go to Joshua 21, because I promised to show you an epic pattern. 21, verse 43. Okay, so you're going to see that we're talking about, before I even start reading, we're talking about going into that place of rest, that land of promise. You know, you have a promised land in front of you. Go ahead and say it with me. I have a promised land. It's a place of rest where his name can be. <laughs> I love that you're still repeating. That's good. That's good. I know I do a terrible job at that. I think it really, it just makes for a good laugh when it gets awkward as it trails off. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, verse 43. So the Lord gave to Israel all the land of which he had sworn to give their fathers, and they took possession of it and dwelt in it. See, there's an abiding here. The Lord gave them, here it is, rest all around. Okay, it's a place of rest all around. Now, I'm going to show you that the enemies aren't gone. I'm going to prove it, but they have rest all around. According to all that he had sworn to their fathers, and not a man of all their enemies stood against them. You notice it doesn't, it doesn't say that they're not there. It's so important to get that. They're just not standing against them. The Lord delivered all their enemies into their hand. Not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel. All came to pass. We should probably pause and meditate for 10 minutes, but um, we'll not do that right now. Um, just notice that it is about the promise of the rest after the crossing. Believe me, I know how many of y'all in here. Let me say this. I know there are some of you that are in the throes of a tragic kind of crossing. 
God's exposing, revealing things, or things have just happened, and you are in the crossing. Believe me, I know there are some of you that all you've got to hang on to is the promise that every time the Lord brings you through a crossing, there's a deeper rest at the end of it. But here's what I want to say. There are also probably many of you in here who, um, who don't even realize you're in a crossing. You might even be going, Phew, I'm so thankful I'm not in a crossing right now. <laughs> but do you know that this is all physical picture. Even the physical circumstances of your life are a physical picture of a deeper spiritual reality going on. Some of these crossings that we talked about, um, um, if I'm losing some of you, I'm sorry, this, some of this is from last week's message, but some of these crossings are really just, are, are, the, are the Holy Spirit moving, causing a travailing, um, you feel a shift. You know that you're struggling through a crossing with rest on the other side. You may not even be able to put your thumb on it. Is anybody tracking? So what I want to say is you're always, some area of your life, some place in the spirit man, spirit woman, God is, um, God is bringing you to a deeper rest. Why can I say that? He's always bringing you to a deeper rest, which means you're always doing some crossing. Okay. And, and there's a promise. That's what you need to get from this. Not a word of it will fail. He's going to bring you to a deeper rest. Okay, go to Deuteronomy 25, 19. Chapter 25, verse 19. And this is the, I could show you hundreds of places. I, I think I'm not exaggerating when I say hundreds. That might be an overshot. But I'm just going to show you, this is the last one I'm going to show you illustrating this pattern, I think. Because I feel like there's something I know that I'm supposed to say and we're going to move on to that. But 25.19, Therefore it shall be, when the Lord your God has given you rest from your enemies all around. You see, there's a when. Look at the word when. When the Lord your God has given you rest from your enemies all around. In the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess as an inheritance. You see, this is the good plans the Lord has for you. You know that he has land. He has more land and more land and more land. We're really talking about the territory of your own heart. And yes, it finds its expression in this physical place. But he has land that he's given you. And when he's given you rest from your enemies all around. Um... And then that you will blot out the, re the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. You shall not forget. Now, I'm not going to um, get down a road of teaching too much here where I get stuck. But just notice that you saw the same pattern. He is in the process. He does desire to bring you through a crossing in these various areas of your life where you land in a place of rest. And, and the first mark of that place of rest is, is freedom from the tyranny of the enemies round about, is a dominance over the enemies round about. And then what? Let's see if you got it. And then what's the result he promises? Rest. And in that rest, there's a place for what? his name, right? In that rest, in the promise of that rest is the place where he chooses to put his name. The, the essence of who he is and the, the authority of who he is. Okay. 
Thank you, Lord. Go to, go to Judges um, chapter 3. I'm just going to read one verse, verse 1, and I'm going I'm to show you a pattern that I could, I could spend more time on, um, but I think I'm going to leave it at this verse. Now, these are the nations which the Lord left. <laughs> i just stop there for a minute. They've, they've gone into the promised land, and you know that it, that was a process, that was a journey. Thank God, or we wouldn't even be able to relate with it, right? Taking this place of rest, taking this promise, promised land, being grounded so much that, that there's a rest where the Lord can put his name in it to abide there is a, is a process and a journey. They've been knocking down these enemies one at a time. And you, you kind of feel a sense at this point in the narrative of the scripture that they've reached this place where um, they've done it. They've... They've conquered the place. They have the dominion and the dominance and they've begun to dwell in the, in the fulfillment of that rest that he talked about and promised. In that occurs this verse that says, now these are the nations which the Lord left. In other words, the Lord purposely left enemy occupiers. Other nations are still dwelling in the promised land. You tracking? Okay, and it goes and says, um, that would make you go, why would he do that? That they might test Israel by them. This is the next part of the scripture, okay? The word test is prove. Um, I think classically we tend to think of this like, um, like when you were in grade school and the teacher pulled the pop quiz and your anxiety shoots out the roof and it's not that kind of a test. This is a proving and I'm going to show you why. And... Um, it, it's, a, it's a proving that they are Israel. In other words, what? That, they're, that they are chosen of him. I'm slowing down pointing that out because it, it's important. You do recognize that that's you. You're grafted into Israel. So, um, so if, this, if all of this Old Testament is a physical picture of your spiritual reality, then you can recognize here that um, there are enemy occupiers left in the realm of what you are to be an authority over. Why? Because he delights in you like that and he is making you a holder of authority in that place. In a place of rest where his name abides, it proves something of your chosenness. I'm going to show you exactly what it is and it's so good before we're done. But it is, it is a proving. I need you to notice that God did it on purpose. He left nations, that he might test Israel by them, that is, or prove Israel by them, that is, all who had not known any of the wars of Canaan. Okay, now God help me with this part. Now listen to me, you have to look at Israel like they're one man. In other words, all the nation of Israel is a picture of you. Does that make sense? Shake your head no if that totally loses you, what I just said. Okay, I got no, no, no no's, so I'll go on. Um, as one man, okay? So he, is, he has left nations to prove their chosenness in him. And it ends by saying, um, all who had not known any of the wars of Canaan. Now, here's the thing. 
In the historical context, obviously once they established in the promised land, there would have been more children born, there would have been generations coming that would not know the original wars of Canaan. What does that mean? They would not have known, they would not have experienced the crossing, the battles that it takes to hold this kind of rest, and they would need to be reminded how does that relate to you? There are parts of you, you know God's calling forth new things in you all the time. New things all the time. His mercies are new every morning. His callings are, he is a God of increase. And we're going to look at this this morning. He is always increasing out of you because he's not a God of decrease. He's a God of increase. He's calling forth new things that are not part of the previous crossings. Are you checking? You know you have crossings in the past, right? Do you know? Yes. Okay. You, ha you are in deeper rest than you used to be. Now, somebody might be going, uh-uh, <laughs> like if you knew what I'm going through right now. But I'm telling you, God doesn't give you what you can't handle. And you, let me just tell you, let me prophesy over you. You are in deeper rest than you used to be, even if you're in the middle of the worst calamity, tragedy, hardest thing you've ever had to do. You're given that because God knows that what he's done with you, the crossings you've done. Are you tracking? So um, this is all those who did not know the wars of Canaan, so the conquest of the land, these new things being brought forth in you. God has plans to bring you through crossings that are going to take you to a deeper knowing of him, which means a deeper rest, so that the authority of his name is in that place. Amen. You know, it's the parable of the wheat and the tares, really. I won't read it because I want to get to some good stuff, but let me just toss that out there. What, what does he basically say? He says he sows the seed and then an enemy comes and sows seed over the top of it, right? And, and literally, the words in the parable, it says he sowed the seed and then he went on his way. Have you ever felt that way? <laughs> God, you sow something in me and... Uh, and it causes this fire. I mean, it causes a hunger and a thirst that, and I, I get all excited and woo, I had no idea it was going to take 30 years to get to the fulfillment of that word, but uh, in some cases. But he, he sows the seed and then it feels like he walked away. And you're in suffering, you know, long sufferingness, this hunger for God or this thing that God has spoken in your life. And it's like, like you could have saved the seed until you were ready to make it sprout. <laughs> or something. You sow a seed and then I'm attacked on all sides. Why? Because he sows the seed and he's the one that allows the nations to remain to make you into the person of rest that can hold the victory that was spoken in the seed. You see, a seed is just potential. <laughs> a seed, actually, it's not just potential. A seed is just the potential of God being planted in you. That's what a seed is. And what did he say? He said, don't tear up, in the parable of the wheat and the tares, he says, don't tear up the wheat. Why? You'll up, I mean, don't tear up the, the weeds or the tares because you'll uproot the wheat. Why would it uproot the wheat? The the weeds must be playing a role in the crossing in terms of making you into a person that can, that can be in a depth of rest 
where he can put his name. Because you went through a crossing where you know him that way. Are you tracking? You know, there are some things you can only know God that way if you walk through the thing with him and and experience, encounter the living God on your behalf. In that thing, it makes you know him in a certain way. So if you're in a crossing, just hang on because there's a promise that you're coming into a depth of rest that you'd not previously known. And rest is the place he chooses to put his name. (laughs) Do you know the absence of rest is an opportunity to move into his ways? Do you know the enemy cannot abide in God's ways? I mean, things can be all shattered, broken, ugly, full of evil, but when a child of God is operating according to God's ways, even in those circumstances, the enemy can't hang out there. You know that? He cannot hang out in God's ways. Any absence of rest is God bringing you into rest. You'll never see um, God doing something new, launching, having a movement of the Holy Spirit uh, in your life How do I want to say this? (laughs) In an atmosphere of anxiety. I'm just going to put it out there. I didn't say he doesn't meet you. He doesn't have compassion. He's not right there with you in your anxiety. Of course he is. But, But the authority of his name manifesting in this place comes from an atmosphere of rest. I'm going to keep proving that out here in case you're you're sketchy on it. (laughs) Planted seeds and went on his way. It's like the description of most of my life. I'm just like, oh, we're doing that again. Like I can feel the movement of God and, and I can almost feel, I've done this enough times, I'm sure many of you have too, where I almost amp myself up like, and then you're going to walk away, right? <laughs> you're going to leave me with this and, um, and I'm going to start walking through a crossing that makes me into the person that can have the authority to actually accomplish it. And I'm hoping that's like this year and not 30 years from now. <laughs> I'm good, but the 30-year ones are good. Do you know the longer you carry the travail of a movement of the Spirit through a crossing, the deeper person of rest you are on the other side? I've learned that one. So I'm okay with those too. I just kind of fight and argue with him a lot along the way. And uh, he likes me enough that he lets me argue with him. You too? I personally think if you're not having arguments with God, you probably don't really have a relationship with him. <laughs> Because he's not safe and tame. (laughs) Okay. Perfect. Now I'm going to do something crazy. Go to the first chapter of Genesis. Now we're going to get that sky view. You ready for it? I'm going to read Creation of Man here. Chapter 1, verse 26. I'm just going to... Try and be disciplined and read all the way through three whole verses without stopping. And then we're going to go back. It says, um, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image, 
In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Okay, go all the way back to verse 26 with me. God said, let us, okay, the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, let us make man in our image, okay? Now, I'm going to tell you about the word image. I'm going to break down a bunch of language here, and I'm, I'm positive there's a blessing. <laughs> Did somebody say, uh-oh? Was that you? <laughs> somebody said, uh-oh. <laughs> Love that. Image. <laughs> you guys are having a private party. No. Well, you're all thinking it. Just somebody was brave enough to say it. <laughs> Love it. Image is, um, obviously it means image, but really when you look at what the word means, it's, it's um, representative, even purposeful representative. So look, the way to really have an understanding to read this, it says, let us make man um, as a representative of the essence of, of who we are, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's what that says. A representative in the earth. That, in other words, and let us make. So in other words, let's make something, you. Let's make a creature <laughs> that is representative of who we are at our very nature on the earth. That's what that's saying. According to our likeness. Now, likeness is a different word. That's not image. Likeness means to be concretely the same or exactly the same. So this is saying let's, let's make man in, let's, let's fashion man to be representative in our image in an exact sameness so that who we are is represented or, or is um, executed on the earth. Nobody's excited. I heard one thank you. That's exciting to me. Um, it goes on and says, let them have dominion. Okay, we're going to get to that word in a minute, but um, have dominion. And it goes on, go to verse 27. So God created man in his own image in a representative form of him. Again, it's telling us. Like how many times, how sure does he want you to know that you're made in his image? It just keeps, and then it says, in the image, and yep, that is still the same word, okay? In that representation of himself, he created him. Now listen, male and female, he created them. I'm just going to touch this for a second. Um, I believe, I'm actually okay if you disagree with me here, but um, it's, it's a very grounded exegesis of the passage to understand that what this is saying is when you have male and female, you have God represented, it's not just that he wanted you to make sure that um, uh, maybe it would make sense in our world, but that he made two clear genders. Um, that's kind of important too. But in the joining of them is the representation of God. Okay, now this is going somewhere. Track with me. It goes on and says, Then God blessed them, thank God, and said to them, and there are actually four different things. I think generally, and this is leading back to what we were doing. You have to trust me. 
we tend to think at this part that there's two things, multiply, so in other words, procreate, um, and dominion. We think those two things. I want to tell you there's four things here that are your mandate that is the result of rest, the places where he puts his name, and I'm going to show you this. The first one is be fruitful, okay? That's, um, that's not necessarily just having children, okay? Being fruitful is God's mandate that as the, as the representative of his image, in his likeness, concretely the same as him, you are to be fruitful on the face of the earth, okay? The second one is multiplied. You know, the word literally translates as increase, in other words, you are put on the earth to increase things. We're really still not talking about procreation. You are an increaser. Why? God's an increaser. He's going for so many, so many passages that talk about harvest. It is in the nature of God, and so therefore what? In your nature too, right? It is in your nature because God created you in his image to be an increaser on the face of the earth to fill the earth. Now we are, this is the part where you could be right to be talking about um, what we normally think of procreation and um, no, push that joke out of your head. We're not doing, <laughs> we're not getting in that kind of trouble. Um, fill the earth. But I also want you to expand this to, um, think of it like a water pitcher. This is really the image of the original language. It would be like a pouring out, not just of children and generations, but a pouring out of the things of God. Fill the earth with the things of the kingdom. Can you see it? Okay, that's a third part of your commission because you're, you're made like him. And the last one, ha, um, subdue it. This subdue it is the one that's the strangest um, translation. It actually means accomplish. You're to be an accomplisher. Do you know that you were made to accomplish great things? Things you haven't even thought of yet. Other scriptures I'm not going to go to says that God's plans for you are for you to, uh, to be an accomplisher of things that you, you haven't even fathomed yet. You can't even imagine what he actually wants you to, to accomplish in this place. But the second part that they, they would have known that this is in this word is to confirm. Confirm what? What are we confirming? It's in the passage. We're confirming him, right? Do you gotta, if you're made in his image and likeness, so exact concrete sameness, then what are you confirming? You're confirming God in this place. You are the representative that confirms the goodness of God, the creativity of God, the accomplishment of God in this place. And it doesn't end there. It actually gives another one. It says, have dominion. That literally means to reign. You understand Paul tells us in the word that, we're, do you know where you're seated right now and spiritually? It says you are seated with Christ in the heavenly places. It's not anxiety that gets you seated with Christ. <laughs> it's the place of rest where he can put his name, where he says sit down. When it talks about being seated with him, it's talking about being seated on the throne in the courts of heaven where all authority is. That's where he puts his name. 
There's only one seat that has that authority. Why am I doing this? You don't know, do you? <laughs> that's, this, uh, that's the cliffhanger. Now, I'm doing this because, you know, this is why what happened in the garden happened, why the enemy did what he did. You understand, he had to steal the rest. The resting in who God is, the, the fellowship, the intimacy of rest where God can put his name had to be broken. Do you know anything of the nature of God? What well, we just read, people are like, what does it mean? You, know, you can go, go to theology school and you can listen to a bunch of eggheads like, like I am argue for hours over what does it mean to be in the image of God. It can almost get hilarious and frustrating at the same time. And what I want to tell you is that all you have to do is read the passage. We're talking likeness, the likeness of God, the concrete sameness so that you can represent, so you can be the image here. In other words, if you know something about God's nature, if you are observing something about what's true about God, then you are observing something that he means for you to be a part of in the image, in the representation. To the exclusion of nothing. That's our mandate in the earth. What, what you know of God is what you've been given to represent. <laughs> now, why am I doing this? It's the place of rest It's the place of rest where we begin to manifest the mandate of God. We begin to manifest his nature. And what is that? To, um, to multiply, to increase, to be fruitful, to accomplish great things, to, um, to subdue the earth, to, to reign and have dominion with him. This is, this is the drone view that I just felt like the Lord impressed on me. You've got to stop and do this. Do you know you can't, you don't move into rest without the hunger. We can talk about how-tos and we can look at God's pattern all through scripture of if we're supposed to be diligent to enter rest, how do we do that? But listen, it's, it is a great hunger, a great thirsting, the fire when he plants the seed and walks away. <laughs> it's that burning that that is the hunger that will cause us as the people of God to walk into the kind of rest where the nature of God begins to manifest out of this body where we begin to represent <laughs> the throne room with all the authority of the name to do it that is where he's calling us to do you believe that with me he is calling us to be a place where people look and go and go, wow, the name of God is there. How do you know? We see the things of the kingdom. <laughs> they are a people of increasing. Do you see what they do to this community? Do you see what they do for each other? They increase each other. You know, let me give you an example of increasing. I believe that one call that's kind of on all of us is to see each other, see God in each other. Okay? Do you know most of the time, people don't know their own gifts or calling on their own? I think God designed it that way. We actually need someone to say, 
I just saw God in you. And then begin to, to be a people of increase. We need to increase that. That was obvious evidence that, that this part of God's nature, it's when we all come together that we begin to manifest the oneness of God's nature, the full and complete God represented in this place. And we increase each other when we see God in each other and we say, that's got to be increased. Do you know how beautiful you are? How powerful? We need to increase that and we call it forth from a person in the presence of the Holy Spirit. We're a people of increase. We're a people of fruitfulness, accomplishment. Next week, we're going to start talking about creativity and things. Do you know that he's made you to be um, creative? You know that that's one of the most core aspects. If you want to talk about the nature of God, the first verse of Genesis begins at him creating. And you are made in his image. How does this connect? I'm, I'm just going to wrap with this. I, can, I, I feel a sense of time to wrap and pray um, just because I feel God pressing me to begin praying. But um, Actually, let's, let's just go ahead and begin praying. And are y'all open? I don't, I don't know where this is going to go. It may lead to, do y'all feel stirred like you could stand having somebody's hands on you today to pray over something you've heard? Okay. I'm not sure what that is yet. <laughs> if you know, tell me. If you sense the Holy Spirit prompting what we're supposed to pray for each other out of this, I just know we're supposed to build a hunger. I know that we are supposed to, to begin building a hunger, first of all, to be diligent to enter the rest. I know that much. I know there are enemies winning, and it's not catching God off guard. He left it on purpose because he is making you into a person that has a hold of the rest so deeply that he can put an authority on you that's, that is beyond anything you've known before. You have to be in that kind of a rest to handle that, type, that level of inheritance. Do you know that? So, Father God, Holy Spirit, we invite you in this place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done to set us free, to make us inheritors of your rest. And we know that we rest in you. And Lord, we want to we know what you want to do this morning and uh, how you want to do it. We want to do it your way. We want to be in your ways. Thank you, Jesus. And so I'm just asking you, Holy Spirit, begin. would you begin moving across this place? We know you've been here the whole time. You never leave us. But we ask if you would, would you just move on hearts? Give us a glimpse of what you want to do. Okay, I sense that he wants to pray about various things. Um, are you all in agreement with that? You okay with doing that? 
for a little while? Okay, because the first one, I'm seeing various things, and if you see something, if you feel like he's giving you something, will you please tell us? It's not my show. It's God's show, and you're the bride of Christ. You, he's speaking to you. The first thing um, I, I sense that we need to pray for, and here's what we'll do. I think each time something comes up, we'll just, we'll just have people that are being moved to receive that gift or that prayer that he wants to give to just kind of lift up your hand. And then if you're comfortable, we're going to ask your permission. But if you're comfortable with it, then we're going to have people who feel led, just a couple, don't, let's not do a mob or a swarm, but um, just a couple of people, go over and place hands on that person, whoever they are, that raised their hands. You know, the Spirit of God in you is powerful and and the word of God tells us don't neglect the laying of hands so let's don't okay and um, the first thing I'm sensing is there are some of you that um, somebody or, or several of you who've been fighting enemies that don't seem to go away and, and you want insight on how to begin to move into rest from these things that are getting the best of you if that's you, I'm only going to give you a second because I think he wants to do several things this morning. If that's you, just raise your hand up. Okay, we've got one here. Is there, is there one or two people that feel led to go lay hands over here? Don't be shy, church. There we go. Good, good. Listen, church, if the... If you have put your faith in Jesus, and that means you have received the Holy Spirit. Do you understand that? Do you know that that is no small thing? You've got God in you, power in your spirit man. It says don't neglect, don't, don't be scared to do this. God will have an experience for you in being the minister. Okay, okay, awesome. We're just gonna pray for this Just gonna pray for this. Father God, we thank you that it is your plan today in the name of Jesus, in the authority of that name, we thank you that you have brought us to enough of a place of rest that we are ministering like this. This is a place where you've put your name. And we ask for a release from enemies. In fact, I ask specifically for divine insight on the things that have been causing struggle and hindrance and bondage, things you want to set free. We declare freedom that you bought Jesus in your name. Okay, if somebody sent, I'm going to keep listening too. If someone senses something that we're supposed to pray for, please like raise your hand or call it out. Okay, if you couldn't hear that, what she's sensing in the Holy Spirit is that, is that there is someone, someone or maybe several. Is it maybe several or just one? Do we know? You. Okay, so we're going to pray for her. <laughs> Love it. We're going to pray for her, and, and I suspect that there are more because this one just totally made sense to me. It's how, it's how he operates when you look at at the story that he's put in the word for us. And what she said, if you couldn't hear, is you've gone through a crossing 
and she's speaking for herself too, and you're in a deeper place of rest, and not to let your guard down, but to ask a blessing. I'm going to say to ask a blessing from the Lord to prepare the heart for the, for the crossing to come, that, that the crossings aren't finished. Anyone else, you've come into a deeper rest and you know it, but you have a sense or God's prompting you now to receive prayer for another crossing? Yes, right over here. We got two over here. Sweet, okay. Thank you, Jesus. Just whoever feels led, come around and, come around and give hands. Ask their permission. Ask their permission to touch. Anyone else? Going once? Okay, good, good. We got more, more ministry here. Okay, can we get some hands over here? Yes, more crossings. We thank you, Father. We know what good news this is because we know that new crossings, although maybe hard when we go through, have a promise of deeper rest, which means a greater release of your power and authority and everything that is in your name. And so, Father, right now we thank you that you have, for these ones, you have already provided a crossing. You've brought them into a deep place of intimacy with you. You have already released authority of your rest. And we thank you for the awareness that you have a crossing coming for them. And in the authority of the name of Jesus, we ask your every blessing on this crossing that is ahead. In fact, I specifically ask you, Lord, for the courage to keep going, for the strength to persevere through it, and that they, the enemy would never let them lose sight of the promise that you have coming on the other side of it. We release that in the authority of your name, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, I sense one more thing, at least one more thing. <laughs> I sense that somebody, or, or several, I actually don't know, but I sense that someone needs prayer. You're in a deep place of rest. You even know. You even know the authority, the creativity, the power, whatever it is that is released in this place of rest that you've been brought into. And I don't mean you're resting. I'm talking about resting like we've been teaching it. I'm talking about you've reached a place where you are resting in him because you know him in a greater way than you did before. That's rest. And I sense there's somebody in that place already, but you are resisting. You're, you're resisting the release of what he wants to be released from the kingdom of God because he brought you to that place. This one takes a little courage just to raise your hand. <laughs> I'm just going to give a minute. Nobody, that a girl. I saw you. Anyone else? Is that a hand? Okay, that's a hand. Okay, we got two more hands here. Holy Spirit-filled ministers of God. That's all of you. A couple of you come over. Oh, we got a hand here. Okay, good, good. 
can you come over here and give some of that anointing you just got? You can get up. You got it. Okay. Did I miss a hand? Who are you pointing at? Hand over here. Are we good? Okay. All right. I thank you, Jesus, that when you bring us into a deeper place of rest, it means you have purposely brought us into a place where you mean to release these things the beauty that you created in them, the image of God, the uniqueness of your image, their role in the body. I ask specifically in the name of Jesus that in the environments that these ones are in, whether it's work, school, family, whatever environments you have them in, that they would begin to fill the earth. They are, in the name of Jesus, I declare they're going to begin to fill the earth with you. You are releasing yourself through them in the name of Jesus. I ask um, that the, the hindrance of the enemy's voice that is causing them to fear what you're calling forth or causing them to feel a hindrance in what you're calling forth, we bind it in the name of Jesus right now. Enemy, you will be silent. You no longer have permission to speak over the callings from these places of rest. We declare that these ones know you in ways that you have purposely brought them to know you. And we are no longer satisfied with what you want to be, what you want to release being bound up. And so in the name of Jesus... We, in, your, in the authority of that name only, we release what you are releasing. What they see you doing, they're going to do now in the name of Jesus. And what they hear you saying from this place of rest, what they hear, they are now going to be saying in the name of Jesus. The release of spiritual gifts is happening now. One of you, or several of you, I'm sensing, you've wondered if this thing you think is a gift, if it's a gift or not. And I don't know, I don't know which one of you it is, so you listen, listen to the Holy Spirit. I just want to tell you that um, you who've been wondering about that gift, you are right. He is releasing that gift in the name of Jesus right now. It is yours, it is your inheritance, and you're not willing to give it up in the name of Jesus. Be released in freedom in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Whew. Does any <laughs> does anybody else have anything? Or I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wrap. I'm gonna thank the Lord for showing up. Anybody sense that we should pray for anything else? Don't let fear win if you got something. Yeah, what? Okay, could you all hear that? Got stuck in the crossing. Been there too long. You lost sight that the crossing does end. 
Just going to give a minute. Here. Okay. All right. Would you come over? We don't care what happens to the sound. We know you do an awesome job at this point. Would you come over and be one of them that lays hands? Is that okay with you? With hands on you? Okay. And someone else, whoever's led, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. This is awesome. You are so awesome, Holy Spirit. We're so thankful you're here. We're so thankful that you are calling forth. What's your name? What's your name? Betsy? Okay, yeah, yeah, that's good. No, you're in a spiritual place. That's where you're supposed to be. <laughs> awesome. We know that you are calling Betsy into an amazing place. She's not dreamed of how amazing the place is that she's coming in. We don't know how much more crossing there is, you know, Lord. But we are declaring that where she's stuck... I'm sorry? I'm declaring it's not going to be 30 It's not going to be 30 years. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> the 30-year ones are good. I'm just telling you, I'm in a 30-year one. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. But we trust your timing. You see, the way we make it through a crossing is in absolute trust in the length and what, what we encounter in the crossing. We yield it to you in the name of Jesus. Whatever you have in the crossing, we submit ourselves to your goodness, to your love. And Lord, we also declare that she is not going to be stuck where she's at. She is going to have the power and the ability to yield to your timing, your work, your activity, the way you want to do it. You are a God of ways. And Betsy has a new ability in the name of Jesus to yield to your ways in the name of Jesus. And it's going to speed the crossing. We're on our way now. She is no longer stuck in the authority of the name of Jesus. Are you sensing or feeling anything as you're prayed for? that you don't mind sharing? If it's pearls, you can keep them. Yeah, he doesn't. You're right. Okay, can I pray for that, what you just said? Because you're right, he doesn't. Crossings are always taking us forward into a deeper level. And um, it is totally normal to hit these places where the enemy has a voice that creeps in and says you're going backwards, but it's a lie. So we're just going to pray against that, okay? All right. Thank you, Jesus, that you're revealing this, that your light shines. And in your name, Jesus, we, we release her from the torment of any lie. The lies stop now. The influences that are hindering and uh, making her stuck, making her believe things that can't possibly be true about the nature of a good God like you. We declare that she has the truth. She is moving forward. You only increase. You are an increaser. And we release the spirit of increase in the name of Jesus. 
The lie of decrease has been shattered in the authority of the name of Jesus. We release increase. You are moving forward in the name of Jesus. Uh, I'm having too much fun right now. So um, I'm going to close us in prayer. Um, But I kind of sense like I'm not going anywhere. There are other ministers, some of our ministry team. If you would just hang out for a minute, I just kind of have a sense that maybe we should see if there's more. I mean, when the Lord starts moving, I don't pack up my bags and go home. And so I just really, I feel like I want to stay. And if anyone wants to stay for any more movements of the Spirit, then we're just going to do that, okay? Um, let me just close in prayer. We, we are um, overwhelmed by you, Lord, the way you delight in us, um, your faithfulness to us, your ability. We just can't even believe that we have the privilege of being the chosen, of being your bride, being the beloved, and that, that you delight in coming and meeting with us like this. We thank you for everything that you have increased this morning, everything that you've made fruitful, everything that you've accomplished, everything you have subdued, and for increasing our reigning with you right here this morning. We give you all of our faith that you are transforming our hearts into a people of God that are ready for what you're bringing in our world. What a privilege to know you, Lord. We worship you. We honor your presence in this place. And I just pray a blessing on everyone here that as we go out, as we leave this building, I pray that you would give us an awareness from yourself that we are the carriers of your spirit and your presence. And we ask for this ministry to continue in the people we encounter today, that your presence would continue to hand out freedom and authority and rest. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen.